With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Welcome, 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 friends. So excited to have, I would venture to say I'm, I'm so excited to have two of my favorite people Aww. in the United Aww. States of America, including Puerto Rico, Alaska, Hawaii, all the extended states. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And when my kids start talking like that, I'm like, what you want? No, I don't need anything. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. You guys just cheer me up. It's That's like, cool. Thank yeah. you, Angie. Thank you. Uh, well, you guys uh, are special to now, me. Uh, is there somebody else in Canada that we need to know no, about? No, no. I, know, I do have a sister in Canada, but she's no longer there. She's in, she's in Los Angeles. So I, okay. I did have a favorite person in Canada. But she's now also in your top five group in the United States of America for favorites. You guys are in the – she's okay. in the favorites. Well, so. I just want you to know I'm, I'm working for world. Okay. World domination. Oh, world. At the United States. I don't States. have a lot of people in other countries, uh, but I'm working on it. Okay, well, well if that's the know. case, then I'm working for in the galaxy, baby. <laughs> the galaxy. Oh, he says the one up, That's me. right. Whatever. All right. Whatever. Well, I thought that I would have you ladies uh, talk a little bit about – I like to spring things on you, okay? Well, you know that someone special to me has passed away. Yeah. Okay, and so in in the wake of that, I think that you know, oftentimes we take someone, take people for granted um, that you know are special to us, and we just figured they're going to be there forever. Yeah. So I thought, think in your mind, somebody special to you. I, I know Robbie, your mom was very special. Ex- and absolutely. Yes, because you've told me lots of neat stories about her. I don't know Beatrice is a special person. I know that Beatrice's mother-in-law has moved in with her yes. and her sister-in-law yes. because she wants to honor the older generation, absolutely. meaning her mother-in-law, mm-hmm. and show her daughters, her kids, how to take care of, you know, her when she's older. She's trying Absolutely. to lead by example. That's and right. I think that's a beautiful way, like, and you should just say to them, look, I just want you to know I'm doing this so you can watch me do this so then you can take care of me later. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? We're having a blast. My mother-in-law and my sister-in-law, they're really enjoying being here in the Denver metro. They love our new home. And we're having a great time. And my mother-in-law comes to me and she, she says this morning, she says, I know I'm a burden on you. And I look at her and I said, Mom, no, you're not. I said, do you know how much we enjoy having? Do you know how much I enjoy seeing her really go at it with her son? <laughs> you know, and just picking on him and stuff. And I just sit back like, ha, ha. You know, Hilarious. but I told her, I said, Mom, we enjoy having you here. Your son looks forward to seeing your face. That's you know. so special. I love what you're doing because in our culture, it's kind of going away by yeah. the wayside yeah. that we um, we take care of our kids mm-hmm. when they're little. And most of the time we expect them to take care of us when we're old. Mm-hmm. But that's going away. Yeah, so what is. you're doing is honoring your parents. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I just love it. And I've My always wanted to do it. moving in, too. 
But she she does a lot of laundry though, so it's kind of a give and take. Well, tell tell her about your sister. <laughs> My sister in law is a little bit OCD, and um, I told you she had that brain injury, and so she was diagnosed with early onset dementia. She's fifty seven years old. Well, along with that comes the OCD stuff. And she, I come in one day and she says, "Come here, let me show you your your linen closet." And I go in, she, everything is lined up. It's it's really? folded. It's this, that, the other. I go to get the um, vacuum cleaner. Oh no, sis! I'll vacuum for you. And I'm like, okay. I go to wash a dish. Oh no, just leave it there. I wash it for you. I'm like, I'm liking this. She <laughs> likes my dream. She huh? does. Wow. She does. It keeps her brain going. Wow. And she's enjoying it. And, and so, she's blessing you. Yes, she is. You know, Very I much. love that. Yeah. Well, I just thought I'd, I thought I'd give you guys a moment to, so my Aunt Vita passed away, and I'll never forget when I was 13, I lived, and my dad's sisters and um, and my uncles on that side, my Uncle Ben, my Uncle Dick, they're probably unnaturally, like, I love them even more because when my dad wasn't in my life, I liked being around them to get that side of the family, and I really admire. Uh, you know, the women are really, I mean, amazing. Growing up in the Depression, uh, you know, I just mentioned yesterday about Aunt Vita. She got a book on how to build a house when she was 19. She built a house, and she had three kids, two of her siblings that she was raising, 12 and 6. Oh, wow. And then a baby on her back, her son Randy. And then who builds a house? And then she was a hunter, wow. and she grew her own vegetables, and wow. she chopped wood. I mean, no, I know. <laughs> are you kidding me? She, like, saved every dime she ever made because they lived on one salary. Oh I mean, God. she's amazing. Oh, I mean, what she had to face, too, you know, growing up at the end of the Depression and, you know, dealing with the poverty and then, you know, not having her parents around. One had uh, issues with alcohol. The other had an early stroke. So then she's raising siblings so that they wouldn't go to the other side of the family. Yeah, yeah. See, she could have let them go because she was just a teenager herself, but she wanted to take care of wow. them. And, you know, so tough circumstances for the whole family. So anyway... When I was 13, she came down to where I was living with a relative, um, and she was go you know, going through, and she called my mom and said, you got to get Angie out of there. It's not a good situation for her. And so yeah. she raised the alarm that I was in a bad home situation mm -hmm. with a, a, an extended relative down there. And I'll never forget that because she cared enough to stop by and call my mom and raise the alarm. You That's know? awesome. So Absolutely. she helped me, awesome. and I got out of there soon afterwards. So I just thought I'd give oh. you guys a minute to talk about, yeah. you know, is there someone special in your life that you know, instilled something neat uh, you know, to you, Bobby, I know it's your mom. Well, of course. My mom has been gone 22 years now. And really? Yeah, but it seems like, you know, yesterday. Um, I'm. She died when I was 30. I'm 52 now. She never met my husband or my son. Oh. But I know, um, it's funny, one story is like my sister and um, my brother both had, uh, were having trouble having kids. And, um, and mom died. And when she died, I had this dream that um, I was with my father and uh, my son. Uh, no, I hadn't been born yet. I had one son in my dream, and he was sitting on my father's lap. Hmm. And my brother and my sister's children were standing beside him. Hmm. And um, my mother died, and uh, I had that dream. And then within months, um, my sister and my brother both had children. Hmm. And then later on, I met John. I had a baby, like six years later. Wow. I really believe with all my heart, and this is not necessarily biblical, but mm -hmm. I believe it, that, God, that, no, that, no, that mom went to heaven mm -hmm. and said, God, here's the deal. <laughs> my kids that. need to have kids. Yeah, yeah. And so will you bless them. And yeah. after five years of trying, both my sister and my brother got pregnant. And then I met John. And, and I just know my mother... Even though she's in heaven, she still pours into our lives every day. Amen. Every day. 
Amen. That's beautiful. I know. I know. I know. I was gonna cry. I know. I always scare it. Thanks, Angie. But but yeah, she's very special, and she will always be. All right, Beatrice Bruno. You know, I was very close with my stepmother. My dad and my stepmother were married for like 40-something years, and um, in 1997, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and it really, it it took us all for a loop Mm. because she was very vibrant, always traveling and what have you. But when she passed away, I didn't really grieve because I had already grieved before then. But I remembered all the things that we used to do together. And, okay, now this is before I got saved, okay, and and we smoked marijuana together that's what we did so you and your stepmom did we bonded i'm sorry i I appreciate her honesty i think just very transparent before she was before she was you know judge you you know but and, and and we did that because she wanted to know really know who i was and she didn't want a superficial relationship with me mm. And it came in handy years later because my my father was an alcoholic and he was a bad alcoholic. Mm. And I had just gotten in the army and um, I went to visit them in New York and he raised his hand to her. Mm. He was going to hit her. And he was drunk, drunk as Cooter Brown on a Saturday night. That's something we say down yeah, south. Yeah, Cooter Brown gets yeah. drunk on Saturdays. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And um, he raised his hand to hit my, my mother. That's what I always called sure, her, my yeah, mother. Yeah. And I rose up. Mm. And I looked at him and I said, if you hit her today, it's going to be me and you. And he put his hand down and looked at me as if to say, but I'm your blood. She's not. Mm. But see, by this time, she had become my blood. She be, she was your mom. She ah. was my mom. Oh, that's you wonderful. see, so when she passed away in 2005, that thing rocked my world mm. because we had a tight relationship. Mm. And to this day, you know, I wonder what would have happened had she been alive to see me as the drill sergeant of life. I know. Oh. She'd be so proud. She'd oh, so proud. I feel like I could end the show right now. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, sheesh. That's wonderful. Oh. All right, Thank ladies. You. All right. I just thought I'd just take a moment because there's so many special people in our lives that oh, yeah. sometimes you don't get to articulate how great they are. And as much as I, you know, my mom drives me nuts and, and I don't like that she stayed a victim because she yeah. was abused. Yeah. She's so loving. Mm. And my daughter has this bond with her that I had as a kid mm. because mom was oftentimes the only parental figure or figure I had around at times. Okay. And so I see now Faith bonding with her and uh, they're inseparable. That's a gift. Inseparable. She's that a kindergartner. A she thinks she owns Grand Grand. Grand Grand's her personal <laughs> assistant. She tells Grand Grand when to go to bed. She said, I don't like you watching Wheel of Fortune. I'd rather be reading Grand Grand. Aww. I have spelling to do Grand Grand. Turn off Jeopardy. You know, Aww. I mean, she, and when we went away over, you know, we just had a little, you know, family uh, getaway and Grand Grand had her own room and because she snores. Oh. And Faith <laughs> said that even though Grand Grand does this, <laughs> She said, I still love Grand Grand and I'll stay with Grand Grand because I don't want her to be lonely. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How close they are? Yeah. Well, it's me and Grand Grand. We're the number one spot. Like, you know, it's me slightly above Grand Grand, but she's Uh almost tied with me. That's cool. Because whenever she talks about who she's closest to, it's you and Grand Grand. You know, I don't know how dad feels about (laughs) it, but there you have it. You know, I I see all the people who have relationships with their mothers now mm-hmm. and their mothers have relationships with their kids mm-hmm. yeah. and I am um, 
unabashedly jealous. Yeah. And I always take a minute to say, you have no idea what you right yeah. what yeah. you have. What yes. A gift yeah. you and I remember how I followed my mom around. I didn't even like her to close the door when she went in her bedroom. She wanted to talk to like her twin sister. Mm-hmm. I would be like pounding on the door outside, like I am out here, and you do not close the door on me. We are inseparable. We are like, I, I am your sidekick. You know that little, that big dog and the little dog and the little mm-hmm. dog like jumps around the mm-hmm. big one? That's how I was. And that's how Faith is with my mom. That's I mean, so I wow. really see them having the same relationship that that's she and cool. I had because I just adored her when I, you know. And as I got older and I became the mom really mm-hmm. because my mom had such a tough life and I had to take the mom role, mm-hmm. we lost that same relationship that I see she and Faith have. Mm-hmm. Although Faith does still think she's her personal assistant. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? She'll get her up at 6.30 on a Saturday and tell her to make her pancakes and then go, okay, Grand Grand, now I'm full. Let's go back to bed. And they go back to bed. So I'll go in there and I'm like, why do you guys smell like maple syrup? And my mom will be like, well, she made me get up at 6.30 and make her pancakes. And I'm like, and you let her? She's like, it's a joy to me to spend sure, time with her. Absolutely. And to be to that needed. This old chick, Faith. To be that needed. Oh, wow. Faith is running the show as far I as she, see. she thinks they have a separate apartment. Mom's her assistant. <laughs> All right she now. rides her bike now. She comes and goes as she pleases. Like, you know, she thinks, you know, at six that she's running the show. That's oh, Faith. Right. <laughs> and in Grand's world, she might be. Oh, yeah. All right. I've got a couple of good news stories for you guys I want to share. I want to start with this one because I'm so touched by that, that nurses and this state trooper. And I think so many cops right now, deputies, cops, state troopers, their morale is so low. There was just a big gathering in D.C. and some of the spokespeople said morale has never been lower for our, uh, you know, our, our, our officers sure. uh, because of what's been going on. And yes, there are some bad apples out oh, there, yeah. but all those good apples get thrown to the curb just like the bad apples. And so um, fewer arrests now and fewer people wanting to, to join the force Hmm. Fewer people wanting to become an officer. So I was so struck by this state trooper and this nurse. So first of all, let me set the story up. The state trooper, you'll hear him talking to, like, headquarters or whatever because he's on his walkie-talkie saying, you know, this this vehicle, this truck and this trailer, it is – stopping in the middle of the highway Mm -hmm. and so he thought there was some kind of fight or altercation in the car and then you hear it screech and the truck starts you know let's just say truck the truck starts back up again and moves a little bit he's like what is going on so he gets in the truck and finds out that the father is having a heart attack and the teenage son who's 15 about the same age as your son Noah really close is beside himself because his dad is you know having a heart attack while they're driving Mm. so the trooper helps but then you're going to hear later on in part two about the nurse and she's amazing Take a listen. Wow. In the East Mex Mass, where the truck stalled right in the middle of the road. What is going on? Trooper Tracy Bolin expected to find a violent situation. It certainly looked like a fight inside the truck. I had my hand on my gun. I didn't know what, you, you know, you got to go into thinking uh, the worst. But when he opened the door, he saw a frantic teenage boy. And here's this, this young man, 15 years old, yelling at me saying his dad's having a heart attack. On the, on to, uh, the middle of the interstate, um, which it wasn't on the shoulder, it was in the middle of the interstate. Bolin did chest compressions for 50 seconds. Come on, I got CPR in progress. Patrick, 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 can you hear me? Patrick, can you hear me? I got a pulse, I got a pulse. The man, Patrick Rourke from Oklahoma, was breathing on his own within a minute. Lord Jesus. So I can see your faces. You know, we, you're crying again because you've got a son that age. Oh, I can't. I need to hear him cry. 
Oh my because gosh. of his father having a heart. That's the scariest thing in the world. For and you. he is so distraught. But wait till you hear who comes to the rescue. <laughs> Nurse Jane. She's a stout lady with gray hair. She gets in there. She gets out of her car. She grabs that boy who is, you know, hysterical. Mm-hmm. And she gets him in her car. And she keeps him all day long. And she takes him to a hotel. Aww. She takes the family to a hotel. She takes care of him all day long. And I love what she says. You'll hear her say, I didn't become a nurse to make millions. Come on, son. Like, I, became, I became a nurse to take care of people. That's all right. Yeah, isn't that great? So, by wow. the way, so Patrick, by the way, he's fine. The dad, they don't know what happened to him exactly, but he, the dad is okay. And so you should have seen that trooper giving him CPR in the middle of that highway. I mean, he was going at it. I mean, I I guess you don't realize how, like, violent those chest compressions oh, yeah. are. He is on top of him, and he's reviving him, and the boy is just distraught. Oh, yeah, I heard so his voice. Bless you'll hear the heart. boy continuing to cry, and then Nurse Jane moves in, and she is you know, five feet tall and maybe 250 pounds, and she is getting that boy up there, and she is taking care of him. Oh, Take a listen. Mm-mm. Several people stopped to help, including a nurse, Jane McCurdy, who can be seen walking the teen to her car. I said I never went into nursing to make a million. I just went in to make a difference, and I was just blessed to be able to do that. Jane drove the boy to the hospital, waited at Mercy all day for the rest of the family to arrive from Oklahoma, ran to the pharmacy for them, even helped them get settled in a downtown hotel. For someone just to take their whole day for a stranger, I mean, that's, that's who we are. That's, that's Iowa. That's wow. Iowa. Uh, Isn't that wow. awesome? <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. That that right there, if that doesn't get you, okay, and show you that we are supposed to help one another. We're supposed That's to right. love our neighbor as That's we love right. ourselves. And right. she saw a need. Because that, that young man, what was that boy going to do? If his yeah. daddy had left him right there on that spot, oh what was Lord. he going to do? Yeah, uh-huh. I know. You know, thank God for troopers like that and, and for nurses like that. <sighs> Isn't that My beautiful? God, that is that's awesome. That that gave me chills because, who Lord have mercy. That's all right, right there. Lord have mercy. What wow. a perfect ending of that story. Absolutely. Wow, love it, love it. Oh, look at oh Rocker. See, now all of us so, sitting up here no, crying. Now I don't feel so weird because so many of these stories. Because every morning I do Daybreak USA, and if mm-hmm. you're in Denver, we do it on eight ten a.m. And then around the country, we do it as well. So if you're in uh, Birmingham, I hope that they take this uh, this show there eventually. If you're in Portland, hey, I'd love call Paul at the Portland station and mm-hmm. tell him you want Daybreak USA. So anyway, every morning I'm by, I'm by myself for a lot of these segments, and I'm like crying. And so this morning I played that segment. <laughs> And it made me cry. And then Trevino, my producer, he's, you know, 25, and he just, sometimes he does get emotional. Though, but usually it's like, he'll, he'll, go, he'll say this, he'll go, are you okay? <laughs> and when the commercial break, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just, you know, emotions. Because I'm like his mom, you know, and he's like, are you, you going to be all right? Can you do the next segment? I'm like, it's just emotion. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I snap back. That's I bounce cute. back. I'm That's good a now. 25-year-old. Isn't that cute. funny? He just saw oh, It's funny because then I, I don't even want to cry because I'm afraid Trevino's going to worry about me, you know? <laughs> Oh, I love oh, it. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was good. That was really so, great. So, so wow. funny. All right. Um, so come, I'm going to have you guys uh, come back on Friday, and I want to have you share some good news. Stri- you are. Okay. Do we you need some I'm just a wreck. Well, here's the deal. Oh here's what I think about Robbie. And for all you moms out there who have one kid, because I thought I was only going to have Riley. I thought I was only going to have Riley, and I thought, I'm going to pour everything I got into him. I always say, that kid, I'm telling everything you have is poured into that kid. You know, I mean, if he is sick, oh, Lord <laughs> Almighty, is he going to get every potion and concoction and, you know, everything you can possibly imagine poured into him because 
she put so much love into that boy. It is yeah. crazy. And I'm not saying I don't love my kids as much. I spread it out a little, though. Oh, yeah. Might be a little yeah. thin some days, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. They might be sticking up and be like, I'll be back upstairs in an hour. Absolutely. You know, but she is at his, but with her kids, she is at the bedside. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and um, yeah, there's a lot of love there you have for that kid. My Yeah, my heart goes out to that boy in Iowa. But his dad's okay. Yes, his dad's okay. And he had Nurse Jane. If oh, I yeah. Nurse tall, Jane and, oh, Nurse today. Jane. Oh, and I love it that she went to the pharmacy in the whole nine yards. Hey, Robbie Yopes, you're an author and a speaker. You are as well, Beatrice Bruno. So people can call you, text you. Uh, well, I'm not going to give out your phone number. They can contact <laughs> you on your website. Absolutely. So how do people reach you, Robbie? Uh, RobbieYopes.com. And it's I-O-B-S-T-I-O-B-S-T.com. The drill search is going to outdo you now. <laughs> Beatrice at drillsergeantoflife.com or www.drillsergeantoflife.com. Wow. Baby. I don't even know how to compete. All I know is that angieaustinradio.com, I had an executive from China contact me and want that. And I go, how many Angie Austins are there in China? From Shanghai, he wrote to me, and he wants my website. I'm like, sir, I am not giving it up. I am sorry. If there's an Angie Austin in Shanghai, she can't have it. And if she's on the radio, you're totally freaking me out. Angieaustinradio.com. Eight ten KLVZ, Brighton, Denver, and the entire Front Range. A Crawford Broadcasting Station. Do you need money for your school, or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes, and for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. Thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars, and then all of those bags of goods go to Ark, and all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from Ark here. Uh, tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission, and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Hey there, this is Dr. Joe Arve, your Maximized Living Doctor, and I just want to say thank you so much to Angie Austin. We've spent the last year together really getting Denver healthy and strong, and we just had an amazing cancer killer event where we had over 150 people show up. We had just record time helping people get better, get stronger, and it was just thanks to Angie for a lot of things she put in. She gave her testimony, and so as a business owner, as a doctor, as a man on a mission, I just want to thank Angie Austin and the good news for just being there, and if you are a business partner and you're looking for a way to partner with Angie to really help get your message out to increase your business, I really ask you to contact her, talk with her, meet with her, and see if it's a good fit because, boy, I am sure glad I did. So, again, this is Dr. Joe Arve encouraging you to give Angie Austin a call. Work with her in the good news so that you can bring the good news to your clients. If you're interested in growing your business and working with Angie, you can contact me at SpineGeek.com or contact Angie herself at AngieAustinNews at gmail.com. That's AngieAustinNews at gmail.com. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... 
I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning. And I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Love Lives Here on 810 KLVZ. Loving through worship music and inspirational talk. Welcome back to the good news. Hey, it's producer Moose sitting in the driver chair again. Angie lets me out of my cage every now and then to interview some lovely guests. And we have some awesome lovely guests. The studio is packed with wonderful ladies here. Hi, ladies. How's it going? Hi, good. Thank you for coming in. These ladies are from Bessie's Hope, a wonderful organization. And we have uh, Sharon and Darlene from Bessie's Hope, along with one of the lovely seniors who helps out with these kids. So welcome, ladies. And uh, would somebody give me a quick overview about uh, Bessie's Hope. Okay, absolutely. I'm Darlene. Bessie's Hope is a nonprofit organization that started about 21 years ago by three women. Actually, Sharon was one of them. Linda Holloway and Mara Chutney, Sharon Brandrup. They all started this organization to make a difference for elders who live in nursing homes and assisted living through relationships, intergenerational relationships. So we bring volunteers into nursing homes. And what, what goes on there on a daily basis? What goes on there? We work with about 30 different elder care communities. So we, have a, we only have five people on the staff, but we reach thousands of elders and thousands of volunteers every year wow and we typically do we have youth groups who go to visit we do orientations for the kids and we we teach them a little bit about what's going on with the elders in our country today mm -hmm. we present them with a statistic that probably the most disturbing statistic is that in this country today 60 percent of residents in nursing homes have how many visits do you think they would have in one year oh my guess would be probably less than three. Yeah, yeah they really? have zero. Oh, they have sixty percent none. No family, no friends. No one goes to visit them. Oh man! So these kids know right away that they are going to make a phenomenal difference, mm -hmm. and they do. Awesome. My grandfather grew up in an assisted living home, and I found out that there was a couple of people there who had no kids, no friends or family, and that just broke my heart even at the age of seven. So I went like, yeah, hi, Grandpa, and I went and made my made a, a, my goal to make friends with the people who didn't have anybody there, and I became like the you know they accepted like the, the adopted yeah the, the mascot <laughs> the adopted grandkid and they're like oh moose you're gonna have to come back and play piano for us i don't know where they got the idea i play piano i can barely play Ooh. chopsticks <laughs> but they but always wanted me to play piano yeah and you brought a lovely friend with us why don't you introduce us to absolutely. your friend absolutely this is mamie hi mamie davis hi. and May mamie lives at pearl street health and rehabilitation center and bessie's hope has been going to pearl street for years and years and years and years and mamie is Absolutely one of the favorite elders for the kids to visit. And well, Mamie, what are, what's your, been your favorite interaction with some of the kids you've gotten to hang out with? Oh. Okay. What, what have you done recently with some of your students that have come in? We uh, do activities. Like what kind of activities? Make bees. 
all little necklaces and bracelets. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And you lead those activities? I don't lead them. She leads them. Oh, your friend Jamie leads them? Yeah. And you just impart your great wisdom on these young people? What's some of the um, some of the lessons that you like to teach these kids, making sure that they walk away with something from the table? Well, they like to know what my life was. Well, why, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? What's your background, Mamie? Tell us a story. My background, I was a nurse, RN. I worked in surgery, surgical nurse. Oh, wow. And I worked at the hospital, Jewish hospital, for 34 and a half years on the same floor. Oh, okay. And, How uh, long were you a nurse? Oh, uh, about 20 years, I guess. Oh, okay, great. And so, um, Darlene, you have all these kids come in, and how do you recruit these kids to go hang out with these awesome uh, folks? So we've been working with some of these groups of kids for many years. We work with a lot of youth at risk. So there are residential treatment centers in Denver for kids who have had trouble, who've been in trouble. And we work with a lot of those groups, which is really phenomenal because those kids have very low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. They don't know why they're here. They don't know what their purpose is. And they meet with some of the elders. Some of the elders have low self-esteem. They don't right. know why they're here. They don't know what their purpose is. Because they're lonely, too. So Exactly. And they're both. They're two lonely groups and mm -hmm. not so happy. And when they come together, they recognize each other. Uh. And they, they lift each other up. And the kids know that the, the elders need them and appreciate them. And the elders know that the kids need them right. and appreciate them. So it's a really beautiful thing that happens when they come together. I was never we, fully in a program like yours, but along with hanging out in my uh, grandfather's nursing home, I had a World War II vet who lived right across the street from me. He flew. He was American, but he flew with the Irish Air Force. Wow. And he had a chunk out of his ear. Ooh. And I would do his lawn, and as payment, he would tell me war stories and would give me little trinkets from the war. And a Nazi bullet came through his cockpit and nicked his oh ear. Oh my gosh. And so he has this yeah. C mark taken out of his ear. Mm -hmm. And his name was Kermit. And just like an old man Kermit was a great guy and you know, imparted wisdom into me. And you know, maybe you're doing the, the same thing to the young people. And I have a great story. We here at the Good News like to tell you little good news clips. And I do have one. Um, well, Jorge will skip the park range right now. I'm a 92 year old on a plane. This is a wonderful, uh, actually, no, Jorge, I'm sorry. Let's go with the park ranger. Yeah, let's do the park ranger one. It's the oldest park ranger in the nation, and she uh, started her job at the age of 85. Take a listen wow. to this first one. The bow of the ship would be at that far end over the water. When 93 year old ranger Betty Reed Soskin speaks, people listen. Smaller women were actually better suited for some of the aircraft work. Many tourists hang on her every word as she guides them through the Rosie the Riveter World War II Homefront National Historical Park. Rosie the Riveter really was in the aircraft industry. It was Wendy the Welder that came into being in the Kaiser shipyards. The park highlights those Wendy's and Rosie's who filled the Richmond, California shipyards during World War II, an influx of working women that didn't immediately include people like Betty. First to be hired were the men who were too old to fight, and then the boys who were too young to be drafted, then single white women, and then married white women, and then black men hired in 1943, and not until late in 1944, black women began to be trained as welders. 
And as she got older, she realized, you know, I don't have to be just a, a bump on a log. I can do great things. Like Mamie, you're doing great things imparting into these young people. And at the age of 85, like I said, she started a new job and just happened to fall into it. Here's part two. Betty herself worked through the war as a clerk in a segregated union, the great-granddaughter of a slave who passed away when Betty was 27. My great-grandmother lived to be 102, my mother lived to be 101, my grand-aunt lived to be 107. They were active until they died. Which is why Betty herself didn't hesitate to start a new chapter as a park ranger at the age of 85. Why did you want to be a park ranger? I'm not sure I even wanted to be. This is the turn that my life took and then named it Ranger. Now the oldest ranger in the nation and one who's in high demand along this California harbor. She brings a perspective that nobody else could give. Perspective she shares five days a week. And what's the secret? Is it having meaning? Is it having... I have no idea. I know idea. people have asked you. But I have no idea. The only exercise I get is jumping in and out of my car. And as for retiring... Life keeps opening up. And as long as that's true, and as long as I'm developing new questions, then I'm going to go on living it. So she's taken life by the horns and has just jumped into this new career, teaching people about the great history. And uh, Mamie, do you take these young people and just tell them great stories of your life and things you've experienced in the past? Yes. And they just, do they hang on every word? Yeah, they do. They do. And they love it. They love it. What's your, what's your favorite story to tell? Well, I really don't have a favorite story. No? Well, tell it. Tell us. Oh, you had something, Charlene. So, Mamie, I love the. I love the fact we. Bessie's Hope has an intergenerational bowlathon oh, in the fall right. every year. Mm. So we have two-year-olds and ninety-two-year-olds all bowling together, and lots of prizes and lots of fun. And Mamie, Mamie, can you just say a little bit about your bowling background? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an all-star bowler? Well, I could have been a professional bowler. Oh, really? Went to Chicago bowling tournament, bowled a three hundred. Oh, wow. I can barely break 70. Yeah, 300. <laughs> she laughs at me. <laughs> well, I will say that I'm pretty good at the Wii bowling, but that's that's a whole other ballpark ball game. But uh, you mentioned the bowlathon you have to raise money for Betsy's Hope, and there's another uh, activity coming on to raise more money, and we have Sharon who's going to tell us about uh, something about motorcycles. Yes, motorcycles. But if you don't mind, since you played the interview about the elder we also have our dreams can still come true program and that reminded me of one of the dreams mm. that we did for a 92 year old world war ii fighter pilot who was paralyzed from the waist down and his dream he had never been on the slopes ah. to ski so we arranged for him to be able to uh, do that to ski for the first time awesome awesome can I say this too about the Dreams program? This is one of the fabulous Bessie's Hope programs that every community who we partner with has an individual or, or a group who have a dream every year. So yesterday- So kind of like a Make-A-Wish sort of thing. kind of like that. Oh, okay, great. Dreams can still come true. Yesterday we had a dream at the community where Mamie lives, mm -hmm. and it was specifically for a woman who's 102 years old. Wow, you're, and, that's amazing. And we found out that what she loved to do when she was in her 20s and 30s was to go to New York City and listen to the opera. Oh. And so Bessie's Hope brought her an opera singer. Oh, so wonderful. Where did the opera singer come from? She actually was a, she is a Ms. Senior Colorado. 
Okay. She's a blind woman. Oh, wow. She's um, 62 years old. Oh, gosh, can I say that, Gail? Her <laughs> name is Gail Hamilton, and she has done opera all her life. She was phenomenal. She did a beautiful, beautiful concert for us. Wonderful. We have Miss Senior America 2004 Michelle Ron on the show all the time, okay. so we're very familiar with that organization. Um, but why you brought it up of uh, making dreams come true, before we talk about the motorcycles, I have another quick story about a World War II um, veteran from England who uh, got to go up in her Spitfire plane one more time. Let's take a listen, Jorge. Here we are. The Spitfire is behind you. You don't want me to ask you how you're feeling, do you? <laughs> well, excited, but aware of my age, so hoping that things go okay. Not as confident as I did when I used to fly them alone when I was young. What's so special about going in a Spitfire? And it was the iconic plane. Uh, I know they both, the Hurricanes and Spitfires, uh, played their part. But the Spitfire lasted much longer because it's such a wonderful aeroplane, I think. The nearest thing to having wings of your own and flying that I've known. It's a beautiful day, couldn't be a better day. And I'm really, well, I'm being very cosseted, uh, you know, being allowed to do it at all. And I'm very grateful. Well, we'll let you get on. And so she goes up in the plane and gets to fly around for a little bit. And uh, then they talk to her after her flight. Things was there all right? Oh, I do hope so. You won't bump too much? Oh, I'm going from X-ray, Taxi hold, 14 left, left-hand circuit, q 1033 I didn't talk as much as I'd hoped because, of course, someone was talking all the time. That's something I was not used to. We had no radio, and once you took off, it was complete silence. And that was the big difference today. There was someone talking all the time. And I was afraid that when I talked, I might be interfering with what the pilot needed to hear. But it was, uh, it was lovely. It was perfect, of course. Made me feel quite young. Oh, made her feel quite young. And I bet your dreams that you make these uh, people have come true just takes them back or makes them feel invigorated, like hitting the slopes for the first time or revisiting childhood memories with opera singers. That's just amazing. What are some of the other dreams that have come true? We have a fabulous program that we do with Aspen Grove Shopping Center. It's called Queen for a Day. Oh. And it's for an elder woman who has no visitors. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot. So we've done this several times. And the, the elder goes to the shopping center, has a manicure in one shop, goes to another shop to have lunch. She gets a, a free outfit at one of the shops. And every shop where she goes, it's... Um, the staff come up to her and it's like, oh, oh, queen, queen <laughs> moose, queen moose, whatever, <laughs> woman. And, um, and so that's her day. Oh, and that's And she amazing. gets little gifts everywhere she goes. We've also done a lot of dreams with Billy Thompson, who used to play for the Broncos. Okay. He's gone to probably 13, 14 communities with me where he played from 69 to 81. Mm -hmm. So the elders know him. Right. And we're all Bronco crazy. <laughs> so um, he does a fabulous time of just having his picture taken with each resident, giving them an autographed photograph. Wonderful. Doing a little talk about what he does, yeah. Well, you guys a lot do, of dreams. You guys do great things, and one of the great things we have is the motorcycle event. That's right. Yeah, let's let's talk about yeah. the motorcycle ah, event. Ah, ah. <laughs> well, we're having our third annual two-wheel fantasy motorcycle poker run on Saturday, May 30th. That's a lot going on. Break that down for us a little bit. Well, all right. This is not just another poker ride. 
uh, it's it has a couple of elements that are quite different and rewarding for the bikers, and this starts it starts at um, Platte River Bar and Grill where they are treated to a free famous burrito breakfast burrito and that's down in Littleton right it is in, oh, okay. in Littleton and then they make stops along the way like the typical motorcycle poker run mm -hmm. and however the the thing that makes this so much different is they stop at three elder care communities oh that's amazing and so they have so much fun there and the elders look forward to it they sit out and wait for them and they hear the zoom zoom in the background and then it gets closer and then here comes the parade of motorcycle um bikers and as they 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 they're in a line and they go in front of the of the elder care facility and the residents have flags and they're yelling and then the bikers get off the bikes and go and talk to them and they're so good with them they're so sweet you know i was i was thinking on the way in today that a certain generation when you when people thought of bikers it might have had you know a little different connotation right. that it does now a little rougher maybe so yeah and yet they see how wonderful and how heart-filled these bikers are with them so that's a that's a great thing and then um, then at the end we're having a motorcycle pattern challenge what's that um, you know I've never seen one, but they set cones out and oh, then they have to ride the they, they, an obstacle course. Right. Oh, okay. right. And so we've added that. This is that's new this year, and at that last stop we have a a, um, a party, mm -hmm. and it's going to be catered this year, and it's free to the bikers. Uh, by Jim and Nick's barbecue, which by the way is delicious. Yes, I just it went is. there the other night. And also the Front Range Steak Company. So it's going to be quite a feast and free beverages. And when is it? And May 30th, Saturday. Saturday, May 30th. And mm -hmm. how can people get involved with the motorcycle run? Well, they go to our website, bessieshope.org, B E S S I E S.org, and sign up there. And that's also how they can get involved uh, with. Either having kids come meet elders, or if they have a you know contact to an elder facility, right. they can get contact there. Thank you, ladies, for coming in. Thank you, Mamie, and thank you for coming in. It's great. I, if you have a motorcycle, you got to go to this event. I'm Moose, sitting in for Angie here. Thanks again for coming in. We'll be right back. Thank you. Music of inspirations, encouragement, and meditation is found here on 810 KLVZ. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun and we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one -on -one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core and they made a huge shift in their life and that's what it's all about well you've really guided me in my career achieving some of the goals that you know I had in mind over the last year you helped me write it all down if people want to work with you in the future how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals Carrie? right so the best way to reach me is just through my website infinitenation.com and what I do is run mastermind groups 
that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Walt Wilson from Private Pension Design talks about partnering with Angie Austin. Well, my experience over the last six months has been just a positive effect on my life, and I've enjoyed working with Angie and the staff. I would do this even if I didn't get customers off the show, but I have gotten clients off the show. But it's just neat to see somebody in this media talking about things that happen that are good in in the world and can encourage us. I have received phone calls from clients wanting to know more about what I do. I've had people come to my seminars that we've been uh, advertising on. It's been a positive relationship for me. It's just been a great, great environment for me to be involved in. I'm an older person and uh, I've been around the world just to see the enthusiasm that this this particular station has is just great. I love it. I endorse the good news 100%. If you want to find out more about partnering with the good news and Angie Austin, call Mike Treen at 303-481-1800. That's 303-481-1800. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Brick and sorting the different Brick Brick stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. You heard it in church. Now you have it here on 810 KLVZ. And yes, it's all right to sing along. Welcome back to the good news. Monica Hawkins is here with Monica Hawkins Ministry. And she's got a radio show here on 810 KLVZ every Saturday at 9 a.m. And she's an author and a speaker. And you've got something big coming up that people can get involved with, Monica. Tell us about It's Time to Move. It is time to move. Um, It's really going to be a service um, and workshops really to help um, people to realize it's like the Bible says in first kings with the leopards why sit here ye and die when you can go and live it's time to live out our dreams it's time to live out our assignment that god has given us and we're going to really have that service and then workshops to really um, help you pull out your dream in actionable steps to make them specific measurable and time results so we're excited about that conference getting ready to come up excellent so it'll be two days it'll be two days okay it'll be two days um here in Denver. Here in Denver. Glory to Glory um, Ministries. We're going to have it there under um, Dr. Joelle. So she's going to be one of our sponsors. And so we're excited. And it's really just moving into getting people to move into their assignment and their calling. Because Jesus is about to return, Angie. And if we don't start preparing ourselves to be ready to move, we're going to be lost. We're going to be left behind like that movie. Um, we're car- Kurt Cameron, we're going to be left behind. And so God really wants us to get in position to really help you define what your purpose is and how do you move in your purpose so that you can do what God has called you to do. Because he said, I knew you before you were formed 
and um, I knew you. So I want to get you to see who you are in God. So we're excited. I like the fact that you're going to have uh, going to have action steps because I think that sometimes people feel stuck kind of in cement and they don't know how to reach their goals and dreams or figure out what their calling or assignment is from God. I uh, had my son because he was he'd been at night. I listen to sermons and he can hear them mm-hmm. and before I go to sleep. And so he said, Does, "Is Daddy's job his assignment? Has God called him to do that?" I said, "Oh, I, he's only in third grade, so I was kind of taken aback." Uh-huh. I said, "I don't know. I really feel." that God's called mommy to do Christian radio because my name's Angela. It means messenger of God, but it remains to be seen if daddy's startup is really his assignment or his calling. So we'll see. But um, I think a lot of people go their whole lives wondering what their calling or assignment is. And I love the idea that you're going to have steps. Just tell a little bit about what they'll learn and some of the steps they might take in order to reach those dreams. First of all, we help them identify their passion because a lot of things that God has called you to do is already within you because yeah. He's in you. Yeah. And so we're going to pull out that passion. And what is that passion? And of course, it has to align to the word of God and then give you practical steps like, okay, this is my passion. I'm called to be an evangelist. That's my calling. Well, what does an evangelist do? We go out and proclaim the gospel. We go out and encourage people on the highways and byways to come in, to compel them to come in. So how do I begin to do that? One, I might begin to start talking to my pastor that God has spoken to me to become an evangelist. Two, Then I began to continue to pray. And three, maybe I start looking at other churches that does a lot of evangelism, whether it's feed the homeless or going out to the women's shelter or men's shelter or or to the prison ministry. What is the niche that God has put me in as an evangelist? And so we'll start putting those things out and they'll be able to say, okay, what task have I completed to say, did I contact a missionary? Did I contact the prison's ministry? Did I follow up those type of things? Because sometimes we get so bogged down that we don't really realize that God has given us some quick wins. God is showing us that he's, we have, we're growing. And so we want to encourage them to really in practical ways, how do I begin to move out in my calling? And everybody's not called to be a preacher. Some people are called to just be servants and helps in the ministry of helps. So we're going to help you identify that sometimes you have a desire to be a preacher, but God's not really calling you to be a preacher or a teacher. Yeah, and so you've got to have a passion and also the talent or the gift. You know, I may have a passion for singing, but if I'm tone deaf, then that isn't my assignment. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, so I think it's yes. interesting that you take that feeling you have in your heart for something that you're thinking, well, oh, maybe God does, like like I did for radio, you know, that I felt like I needed to get out of TV news and do something where I could talk about my faith. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, combine that with, you know, your gifts. So if you have passion and you have a gift for that area, I think a lot of people um, are living the life that they weren't made to live. So I love that you're doing this. So where can you get people information uh, about It's Time to Move? It's, you can go on to um, MonicaHawkinsMinistries.org and also go to our Facebook page. We are posting events Excellent. and say you're coming because we Excellent. want you to be there. Thanks, Monica. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.